hello. Another week, another story from the NBL, another decal issue, another unsportsmanlike foul. We'll get into all that as the program goes on. But first of all, the man who's had a pretty decent tenure on this show. He was uncovered to be a United sympathiser, but we still let him come back. Pete Hooley, how are you doing? Mate, good to be back. Uh, a lot going on, as you said. NBL Cup, round two of the NBL Cup in the books. And yeah, a lot going on, as we'd expect. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting for me as well before we get started on things. I never knew that the Players Union ran via social media. Did you know that that's a thing, that the players don't actually must, must not have an avenue to go through these things because it seems to just be Twitter. And if I'm Larry Kesselman right now, I'm not logging into Twitter at all because it's you pump all that money into the league and then you just get reamed on Twitter because of all these lousy complaints. There's a lot of social media action. Oh. But we're going to break down into specifics. I just had to get that off my chest. Go for it. I love it. It's not even a subject on today's show, but I just, oh, you know, I hate social media complaints, even as someone who may tweet them out myself occasionally <laughs> about certain things. But I, I still reckon there's the rule, if you are going to tweet out a complaint, Complaint on social media, a complaint about anything, mm. political, otherwise, you need to have a resolution attached yep. to that complaint. And, and, and I am guilty yep. myself of sometimes posting out things that I don't have a resolution for, but I just want to voice them. But usually not things I'm directly involved in. There may be something else. So, it's a, but it's a it's a feasible solution. Like it's not just feasible something solution. that's in, cannot happen. If Twitter can be out there banning people, Facebook can pull news. I'm sure there's some sort of thing where they can put a little warning label saying this complaint does not have a resolution. <laughs> there is no sure, resolution. I'm sure that possibility. But I tell you what, to contest or not to Ooh. contest, we're not here to put stickers on apples. Let's get straight into it. Jack White coming up at the end of the game. Now, a lot of talk. It seems like a majority of the NBL community was on the side that this shouldn't have been an unsportsmanlike, shouldn't have been a tech, shouldn't have been anything. It should have just been potentially not even a regulation mm. foul. But we'll cut to the footage and break this one down. If you're going to go and dunk, so we'll speak about the situation. Let's just pretend this is midway through Ugh. the second quarter. Now, that's bad. And Jack White having an unbelievable season. We hope everything is okay with that finger. That's going to be pretty annoying living with that. Because that came... and. Before I even get onto the play, how about the NBL zooming in on the broken finger <laughs> at a family-friendly event, zooming right in and having that up on camera with a finger bent back looking somewhat like yours, Pete, mm. for about 10 seconds while these kids are looking, Mom, why is his finger doing that? Probably not the best idea. But situationally, let's pretend for the moment that this happened midway through the second quarter. Mm. What are you calling that play? No, I think you're right. There's, there's a lot of ball. In. Or what you do is because of the way he landed, you'd review it and see the, how much ball there was. And I don't think there was a foul there either. No. Uh, let alone an unsportsmanlike. But as you said, you can tell he was frustrated. They were losing the game. And, and Tony Crocker's coming from America where that is deemed as an unsportsmanlike play by him trying to dunk it. That's what he's just grew up. Well, that's the natural reaction. reaction. And I understand, yeah, Jack right. White was in. Jack White was doing the right thing because you play these quarters out. 100%. Quarters mean something. I don't know what the exact score was in that end quarter. It may have been tight. It may not have been. But but that, you wouldn't know that anyway. You wouldn't know that no. in, the, in the game. And I'm not, right. guys, guys will be caught out at some point dribbling it out when they're meant to be shooting. Yep. That will happen. But if you're going to go up for a dunk, so no matter what time of the game this is, if you're going to go up for a dunk, and you're going to go and try to block that dunk. You cannot come in and just try to block the shot. Yep. That is how you get dunked on. Mm. Aaron Baines is an expert at blocking dunks. Gets dunked on a lot, mm. but he's an expert at blocking. You go up and you use the whole body. Jack White, athletic beast. Tony Crocker, athletic beast. There's going to be body contact. Yep. So if you're calling excessive contact on that, ridiculous. One of the worst calls I've ever seen in that regard. You know there's going to be excessive, as we said, like he's he's emotional about it. He wants to make sure that... But it, he still didn't let emotion take over no, in that no. play. Like he, he could have really just smashed Jack Right, White but there. that's what I mean. He, his he anger, still had yeah. the full intent to get the ball oh, and his, kept his body upright. His idea was 
I'm upset about this. I'm going to try and block this one. I want this to be the, the best block I've ever done. Like he was going to block it. Um, I think the only the di- disappointing thing of, of being able to look at it was once it, you knew you'd hit him hard and the way he landed was awkward, which by the way, thank goodness it's only a finger. That looked a lot worse than it what it could have been. Shoulder, shoulder wrist, like we look anything. back to Andrew Bogut on that dunk, like that's, that one, which was just horrible and was a career, you know, changed the trajectory of yeah, his career. And that's why like, I think he's very happened. lucky there. But like Tony Crocker, instead of being re- really upset, I would love to have seen him go and make sure that Jack White's okay. You can still be a competitor, but if someone yeah, but falls. you don't know in that situation. Like, no one knew. We saw Jack White go to the ground and be like, oh. He's a tough kid, like, yeah. He's a tough kid, yeah. but you didn't see him automatically. Scream or something. You didn't see him yeah, scream right. or anything like that. It was yeah. only later that people realised that his finger was broken. And I'll tell you what, for, for transparency here, I think Tony Crocker is a bit of a douche. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really not a huge fan of Tony Crocker. The way that he's acted throughout this season, some of the interactions he's had with his teammates. So if there was an ounce, I would take this a mile if I could, if I thought Tony Crocker was in the wrong. But I think mm. he was harshly done with, harshly dealt with in that situation. A lot of people saying, yeah, just like you mentioned there, go and check on the guy. No. You've gone up body to body, mano y mano, oh, hey, and no. blocked his shot clean, and the refs called a foul. I'm not going, hey, mate, are you, are you all right down there? Hey, look, rookie. Rook. <laughs> are you good? No. I think the bottom line is it's it's a, um, it's not a foul. It looks like it was a lot of ball in that. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really – it's an unfortunate way to end what turned out to be a really good game. That We thought that game was going to be over. And you have to – both sides have to – there's no wrong there. No. Jack White has to try and score because for the same thing that we'll get onto, you need to score – in all NBL games, not just the cup, you need to play to the end. And just on the other side, if Tony Crocker doesn't do that, Connor Henry's going to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's stupid. And I'll tell you what, Adelaide fans would jump on that and be like, wow, look at this. We just gave up at the end of the 100%. game. We gave up at the start. And we, we lose a point and maybe we don't get the money. Tony Crocker did the right thing. We feel bad for Jack White. Bad situation on both sides. Yep. Good contest in the air. Unlucky result. That's why we, it's the beauty of never being athletic when we play. You Look, just never get in those situations. Thing. I can't jump over a phone book. Yeah. Never happened to me. Never Someone happened. goes to dunk. Oh, I think I left my dog in the car. Well, Man, no, you're I'm underneath that dunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I'll tell you what, after the game. Yeah. Went to, I went to those games. The Molohoff cocktail receives a text message. Oh, mm. this is big. Sitting at home, swiping through Bumble, Tinder, yeah. every single dating app I could go. Just receives a text message. Yes. Apparently, an altercation after the game Ooh. between the great man Jock Landale, who I would go in and fight for. If I knew that was happening while I was in the arena, I would have run in there and backed up Jock. Probably wouldn't need it at his size. Between Landale and Tony Crocker in the locker room, apparently. Ooh. Maybe not a UFC, you know, McGregor-style fight. I would actually like to see that look like two giraffes going at it. But <laughs> apparently an altercation in the locker room. No cameras there. The guys were late to media. And I have that confirmed. Well, that, it that happened. wouldn't surprise me with the fact of the NBL Cup because you have to go out the same way. Normally, you go the other way and the locker rooms are separate. Both teams go out the same way. And there was a bit... Yeah. In, it didn't happen straight away. It looked delayed because I was surprised that even still... Like Mitch McCarron, a guy who normally backs up, like nobody really saw what happened. Everyone was trying to see if Jack was like, hey, normally something happened on the court. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me no, at all. It happened. And also, I think coffees are on me next week because I spoke in third person with Molohoff Cocktail. Hey, it's anyway. right. When you've got a good one, throw it out there. <laughs> Cairns crisis. They just continue to fumble mm. the bag. What is happening in Cairns? Mike Kelly's even gone to the extent of stealing Simon, Mitch- Simon Mitchell's belt. Saw that. Yeah, it's a uh, tough weekend, losing two games by 20, and just the way they go about it. I'm. Is it Sauger? We've said this, said this for a little bit now. Uh, I thought they looked really good in, against Melbourne United early on in the, in the Cup. Now things I'm starting to ask, what is their plan B? When, when Cam Oliver and Scott Machado aren't, putting up 25 a game, or what is their plan B? Majuk Deng out hurts them. That's another offensive threat. It is. Well, that's the X factor. We talk about there's certain guys across the league where, okay, their input is worth more than what it may 
be perceived on face value. And we'll talk a little bit at the end of the podcast about Spatial Jam and how they can provide mm. different insights. I think it's a great follow for everyone on Twitter to jump on Spatial Jam there. But look, I don't know. It's at the point there where and I am not a basketball coach for a reason. I don't think I'm tactically sound in many senses. Yep. But Cairns need to find a way to get out of this hole because right now it is by far the most underwhelming team of the season. And oh. that's saying a lot for me. I, I would defend Cairns till the day I die. Well, I love this team. Yeah. I love players on the team, the coaching staff, everything. And I try to remain as unbiased as possible. Right now they are laying an absolute egg and look terrible. Well, we both had them in in the final four and, and definitely competing this year, bringing back Machado and Oliver. But it's it, my thing is, is what is next for them? Like, what where do you go to? With, with Deng out, Krizlovic comes in. He's not a 15-point scorer. He's just a very solid role player. So what happens next? You need to get Jerich more. Kuat Noy needs to step. Kuat Noy needs to average 15 points a game. Yeah. He has to be. Agreed. Well, he was a bit of an X factor last year. Against Mill United, he put up 24 points and dominated. Might have been 27. But he needs to do that every single time out now. Just at least get that many shots up aggressively. This is Mojave King now, I think we talk about is You need yeah. a spark. I think it's going to have to be – it's something new. Well, for Mojave King's own sake. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He needs to and spark himself. I think up. it's better now for Mike Kelly. We know that Mike Kelly was trying to figure out where, what goes, what do I do? Like, I don't want things to go backwards. Right now, your backs are against the wall. It can't get much worse. Back-to-back 20-point losses. No. Mojave King now knows that if you tell him, look, we need a spark, I'm going to loosen your leash a little bit, no matter what, you're playing 10 to 15 minutes – his confidence is going to grow and he throw him in there, get more involved in the game. Is there an aspect of last year, we were, we were talking about Cairns the entire season, how they kind of had that attitude, small market team, came from nowhere, everyone was on their side. Mm. The Taipans, we love this. Yeah, take on Melbourne United. This year, the target, coming into the year, the target was on their back. Yeah. Of course, Melbourne United stacked yeah. the roster, a lot of attention there. But Cairns coming in, player retention, two of the best imports when a lot of teams were running without the same imports, target was on their back. Is part of that that they can't deal that they can't deal with being front runners? Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit. You talk about complacency of what they did last year was yeah. unbelievable, and everybody wanted to see them succeed. When they brought back Machado for two years and Oliver, I was pumped. I was like, "This is great." I for was Cairns. excited. And they, even I tweeted think, out retention. Retention is the key to success in this league. Now, egg on my face, Cam. And they, very much. but that's why I think a little bit early on was like, "Oh well, we've got the team. Like, we're going to be okay." Like other teams haven't got as many players coming back. And then they lose a couple and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're trying to dig our way out of a hole. And there's no – they're fighting, but right now they're sinking. So it's like what is the next thing to try and get them out of the hole? It's going to be tough, but they've still got talent. It's just got to come soon. There's a lot of games. They've still got talent and, and this league is so unpredictable. I'm not going to write them off yet. But I'll tell you what, I'm a couple of weeks away from doing so because if they can't turn it around soon, then I don't know what's going to happen. Well, the best part is there's so many more games because the NBL Cup is in addition. So they've still got a lot of the season to go. But you're right, we need to start seeing consistency soon. Ooh, consistency, you say? Oh, well, that might just roll us as a nice segue, segue into the next topic because the unsportsmanlike mm. foul rule. Now, I preface this program by saying that if you tweet something out and complain, you have to have a resolution. I've got a resolution. Do you? Stop calling ridiculous unsportsmanlike <laughs> fouls. It's becoming a joke. Shout out to little Mike Allen that's in the corner of this little screen right now. He's actually been a little bit better this year. I do come at Allen quite a lot, but he's fine. But there have been some shocking calls, and we'll roll the footage of two of them for the weekend. And... We could fill this program up with footage of terrible unsportsmanlike fouls. How about this one? Sam Froling, good contact. Potentially a vast majority of ball, maybe 70% ball there, unsportsmanlike foul. What? How on earth is Froling meant to contest that shot without giving away an unsportsmanlike? I used to hate the one where it was there obviously trying to foul at the end of the game. Understand the flow of the game. And this one, oh, the all-time worst one. Simon has sacrificed his own balls right there to not put hands down and set a hard foul. He has sacrificed his own manhood. Look at that. Nuts to the shoulder. Bang. Sorry. That hurts. 
You could put your hands down and yeah, that could potentially be an unsportsmanlike foul, but that is two of the worst, most inconsistent. And should I be saying inconsistent? Because this rule has mm. been butchered by the officials, which I try to defend at times. Butchered. No understating that. This has been totally butchered. Well, Gorge wasn't happy with a lot of the, the fouls they were getting, but looking at those two, the, the Justin Simon one, even I'm like, where? what's happening there? Because you're right, he How jumped straight up. can you sit back, he jumped review it, straight talk up. to the officials yeah. and say, yeah, I reckon jumps, that was unsportsmanlike. He jumped straight up, but then once he's that high, you almost have to – how is he going to protect himself? Because he's that high, he's going underneath him, that it's going to either end really badly for him or if he's going to – if I'm in that situation, as we said, we're never that high. But if you get that high, I'm almost trying to grab onto someone when I come down so I don't land on my head. So that one I think is... That's I, right, and I, that's where those ones can get nasty. Yeah. When you go up and then you put your hands down and try to put and your he hands on know. someone. No, he kept his yeah. hands out. Okay, I'm in the air. That's a tough one. I've been beaten on a pump fake. Yeah. What the do you Sam, do? The Sam Frawling one is more than that one, but still I don't see it as well. It's because you see, I think it came down to the footage. You can just see the right hand is pushing when he's in the air, which is, comes in as the excessive contact. And you can tell it. What doesn't help these things is it seems to always be when the game has a massive momentum turn when you end up down 15 yeah. and it just looks like the emotion of you're pissed. So it looks like, oh, I'm trying to block it, but I'm pushing him as well because I'm upset. There's always going to be a bit of body I'm with contact you. on that. Yeah. And refs just need to be better, especially if you're in the situation where you sit back. I can understand wrong calls. Mm. Always happens. Foul, you miss it. You don't always have an angle. We can sit back as armchair experts and sit on the TV and say, that was a travel. How did he call that? It's hard in the, the speed of the game. But when you can sit back and review something and look at it, there's absolutely no excuse. And we see it in every sport. The VAR in the A-League is an absolute joke at times. And this unsportsmanlike foul rule is becoming that. There is no way in the flow of the game you can look at that and just make a decision as a basketball player. A lot of these refs have played basketball before and they know the game. They're not idiots. Yeah. People make fun of them all the time. They're not idiots. These are world-class officials. Who are they being instructed by at the moment to make that decision? Because when you go and review it and it's consistently reviewed in what our opinion is the wrong call and not in the flow of the game at all, who's instructing them to make those decisions? Because that's clearly the directive saying, okay, if this happens, you're calling it an unsportsmanlike foul. Because they're not just... There's no chance that every ref just happens to individually have this thing wrong. They have directives on how they should call things. We need to work out publicly name and shame who is doing it. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. All I know is we you talked about kind of about the end of the game on Sportsman Foul and that rule, like speaking, that rule's not going to change because that's FIBA of the way it is, is trying to... The idea is like, I didn't like it because I want to see... You have to foul to slow the game down to try and win the game, but that's not what FIBA wants with that rule. No. So, But now it's no. to the point where that's not going to change. I feel like teams, as weird as it is, you kind of have to have a 10-minute part in preseason of this is how you foul at the end of a game where it's not an Yeah, it's going to become a drill because you it can win it. and lose games. Right. And there's the if, if you're running at me, I'm going to go to your right. If I go with my inside arm and bump you, I'm fine. But as soon as I go anywhere look like a yeah. hug, it's not, and that's just the rule. So you really do have to draw. The only it. thing that should be coming in at the end of the games where they should be able to call unsportsmanlike fouls is, un, is excessive contact. Right. Yeah. And that's when I'm talking about a guy's dribbling at half court and you, you just go them. over and smash yeah. them. Yeah, call that one. But not if you're clearly intentionally fouling. There needs to be a separation. This is on FIBA. This is separate to the mm. NBL refs and what they have to call. This is on FIBA. There needs to be a separation of the rule. Yeah. Okay, if the game is deemed by the official yeah. that that is an intentional foul with a purpose of winning the game. It's, so the intention yeah. is to draw the margin closer. Then it's fine. Yeah. Good to go. Still can't foul before it gets in bounds. 
Understand that one. Let it get in bounds. But there is a, a different, whether it be the last two minutes, yeah. whatever it be, because you don't want the hacker shack stuff. No, you don't. You want to avoid That's that. Exa- it's actually it's a really fine line because of exactly that reason. Then all of a sudden you get a guy just touching him saying, I'm trying to foul him and there's three minutes to go. And you're yeah. like, dude. Um, so there's my tweet. The unsportsmanlike rule sucks and is being officiated poorly. FIBA needs to change. <laughs> but, and that'll never happen. There so we, we go. Take that label off. And another one, I'll talk, label we don't have the vision, but there was a bigger question around the Vic Law ejection in the game. And he had two texts, right? And the first one, he was upset about something and went at the ref, like verbally sprayed him. Yeah. That's a tech foul. But he was getting subbed out the game. Now, the second one, he stepped over the line on inbounds, already had a game delay warning. Yeah. That's a technical foul. But it's because when did that sub happen? We'll, we'll try and figure out the footage for later in another episode because if he's subbed out before that and he's on his way off, it's a bench tech, not yeah. him, and he doesn't get ejected because Lamarcus is like, I subbed him out, then he sprays you, and I didn't see which way it was, but it's a tough one of I don't know how you go back and look at that. Yeah, so. well, I appreciate the technicalities there, Atticus Finch, but uh, <laughs> I think if, if, if we know it's on Vic Law, we could just roll it. I'm with you as well. to get him off I'm with a technicality. You well. He did, yeah, he gave, he gave a bit of a spray. The glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. Adelaide 36ers, mm. late starts. What on earth is going on? Getting absolutely smacked. Yeah. at the beginning of games. Now, I'm a frequenter of certain night spots in Melbourne. Now, I've looked around. Before games. Can't yeah. see the Adelaide 36ers there. That was my original thought. Maybe they were at Lux with me. I was in no condition to know who was in the venue at the time. So I, maybe I didn't see that. They would have gone home by 4 a.m. So that's why. Yeah, that's probably, I'm usually in. arriving around 4.30. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've got some real bad Uber receipts. Yeah, I wouldn't. I could only imagine. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. What, what do you do is, there? I because clearly there's something going on. I think it's a lot of it's mental now as well. Of Speaking to Connor Henry before one of the games is they played so many at home. Now they've got to try and figure things out on the road and it's going to be tough. Isaac Humphries is out four to six Ooh, weeks now. That's bad. And we were talking about this before the program. <laughs> Kendall in, back out. Back out. And then we back bring in. Kendall back in. Is, so is, is Kendall injured again? Is well, he playing? Do we bring in another injured import? They're going to bring someone in because that's a massive out. And that's Who do you bring, though? Is it big? There's no one you can bring in to replace Isaac Humphries. There's no one that's even worthwhile bringing in. You, well, may, what, you may as well say Keanu. Now's your time to step well, that, up. We're playing a bit of small ball. And you got Owen Harland, the development player, a chance where you look at. Owen Harland's a solid player. What's, look, what's happening? You, I think you need, again, we talk about Cairns, you need a new spark right now. And, and everybody with Adelaide, I think they're getting blown out in these quarters because teams are scouting him. If we shut down DJ and Isaac, Josh Giddy's not going to go and put 30. Yeah. If we shut down his avenues to pass, we're going to have a good chance to win this game. So, yeah, I'm not sure about their exact what's wrong with their late starts, but they need to figure something. They need another spark, just like the Taipans do, to try and get back into something. Well, in play or out of bounds, or is there something else floating around? Is there? I don't know. I saw something floating around in the production room. I'm not sure. Oh, no. Oh, well, let's go. You haven't planned a stitch up on me? No, I haven't at all. No. no. Good. Because no. I never know. Sometimes when I try to, this is always the time. <laughs> if there is one, this is where it slots. I don't in. think so. so. I haven't been briefed Good. on anything. Good. In player out of bounds, the NBL Cup points rule. Yeah. I, what, are, are you a fan of this quarter stuff? Because in my opinion, it's creating more blowouts because teams are playing hard every single quarter. I'm, I like it because I think it's more entertaining of you get to get Exactly that. And it's what it's for. Yeah. But I just think there is more separation in this league than what we thought right now with teams getting smacked. And credit to Adelaide, they've actually come back. But that's my point. And close the gap because you do have to play hard. But that game against Adelaide, so the first one against Melbourne, they're down 31-8 at quarter time. They win the next three quarters. So they walk out of that with three points and United walk out with four points towards the ladder. Yeah. So a horrible game because of the way you started, but you still win a chance to win some money. 
that's what – and the Breakers, who were awful for the first two games, win all seven points. And now all of a sudden, <clears throat> they're in a chance to win some money as well. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm looking at it just from a purist standpoint. Yeah, I'm I like, get No, you. I want, win, I want yeah. wins. You've got to win the end of the game. It's just not in the nature of a player. There is naturally you slack off at times. And maybe it's that just, was, It's just something me. different, I think, to try and bring that entertaining factor of – especially with – But it's, it, it is confusing. I'll tell you what I would have liked. It was a little more, bit more clearly explained because you see a lot of people on Twitter going, oh, what? like even when the Jack White yeah, Tony Parker incident, a lot of people didn't understand why that was – like, because in any other given circumstance, that's the wrong thing to do on Jack White's part. Yeah. You don't, when you're clearly up, go and try to dunk the ball. But in this situation now, totally fine. But I wonder, I've seen teams now start to be, start to realize that it's going to come down. You know, Barbara drew with the clock out one time. If they end up coming second by a point, geez, you'd be flat knowing that you should have at least tried to yeah. attack. But I think it's good in this aspect. You talk about the NBL Cup, there's double headers every night, 5 p.m. games to start on weekdays where people are coming out of work, knowing that if you get there midway through the second quarter, you may still time, see, yeah, yeah, you're going to see game. teams yeah. going hard, getting ready for the next game. But yeah, again, maybe I could, I could be one over. But it's something, it's only got two more weeks left and then we'll, that's gone. I'll tell you what I would have liked to see, and I would like to say, eventually I reckon this is how basketball will be played because you get more entertainment at the end of the game and closer games, the Elam ending that the basketball yeah. tournament runs. You think just regular season? I think regular season games will, and, and the NBL is one of those leagues that's kind of a, a trailblazer in that sort of sense. I think, so I can see them yeah. running in that sense with some, whether it be the NBL Cup, it'll be a long time. I think until, the NBL Cup's a good chance yeah, for that the next Elam year. It's going to be every year. That, yeah, because you get, as, as soon as you get that, you've, you've got to get seven plus points. Yeah. It eliminates those games where it's like, okay, it's just a blowout. This team's going to win. Technic- yeah, I'm just thinking technical. And you get it's yeah, tough yeah. with like a how long you have on a broadcast window because it could finish real quick. Well, that's the hard thing. But again, I'm with you. I think sort of commercial. I'm thinking might, that might be a big chance. It's something that's a way to spice it up without doing what we're doing. It I is. like it. Hold on, good for me. I know. Always hot or cold. NZ about to go on a run. Are you getting on the bandwagon? They've won one game. I think I'm on. I think I'm on. Oh, I think I'm on. Oh, just because I picked them, I want them to see them turn around. Yeah, I that, want to see them succeed as well. But, but was, I think we get a bit carried away yeah, thinking they were playing, New Zealand have turned their season They were around playing Adelaide, and, but it was they looked like they were having so much fun, which is something yeah. we haven't seen for a while. And we said, now someone brought it up on Twitter that my preseason prediction had New Zealand right up the top. So and then they were yeah. clowning me because it, they're not there. And But I did say, we said, if we rolled the footage back, bang. I said that it can go either way. We both know. agreed on that. Yeah. And it appears to have gone the other way. But now, you never know. This is one of those things where they say, fuck, that was fun winning. I'll tell you what could help is the fact that like, we have restrictions easy now. They're getting out and about because they step away from basketball. Or will that help? And have them, but that's, with some of the personnel on this team, do you think getting out and about will help? Or do you think that would be detrimental? <laughs> but more of the way you can get away from, like when you have those bad games, you can kind of have the yeah. next day to maybe go golf winning or something. Winning solves away. Everything. Oh, 100%. And now I'm not trying to diminish mental health things at all. Yeah. It doesn't solve all those things. Yeah. It's still going to be incredibly hard. And just because if New Zealand start winning games, we shouldn't forget it that some guys everything. are struggling. It masks, it masks everything and it makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. You, you know, when we went on college road trips, we both played for schools that would go on long, long. potentially seven-game road trips. Yeah. If you're winning games, it's, all of those flights are fun. Yeah. 100%. Everything. You're not yeah. getting brought up the back of the bus to watch film. Yeah. You're not doing all this. You're winning games. You're more likely to get days off. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So if New Zealand can start stringing some wins together, you never know. They've, I got, like, they've, they've got a roster with the capability well, to right now, around. I love the Webster brothers. Well, right now with Lamar out, it's literally – it's what the Webster brothers want. It's just their show and they're going to either win games for them or they're going to lose. But they're fun to watch when they have this attitude. Guys chip in, Delaney. Colton Iverson's been really impressive since he started. I like that. So I look, I picked them and they're, or they're going through. I'm jumping on. And watch me next week jump straight off. Have you bought your Cheers Mate membership? <laughs> yeah, I bought yeah. it. Yeah. You did? Well, we told about it. I thought we were doing Did it straight you? after. Yeah, after the thing last week. Have you got receipts? Yeah, of course. 
Show it to me after, otherwise yeah, I'm going straight to Twitter. The Molohoff cocktail's yeah. going to burn you. We're on there. You lying fool. Well, I, mate, we're on there. <laughs> so he, obviously he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an issue with it to start with. True, but you said you were going to buy it. If players want to send me the BSB number, I might transfer $39. Oh, good if play. If do that. Good play. If I like them, which is unlikely. Scotty Hobson, hot or cold, plays out the rest of the season. I don't know what, how this game works, but he does. He plays out the rest of the season. Uh, hot. He does play out the rest of the season. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Um, is, is he not going anywhere? Because because we'll, we'll jump on the spatial jam stuff afterwards. And he's playing really, really poor. He's played better yeah. now. It gets coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming off the bench. But are you paying this guy? You've got to look at how much money you're paying him. Mm. Is it worth that for the rest of the season? Because all these NBL contracts, I know I almost, almost certain that it wouldn't be guaranteed money. Is it worth United continuing to pay? that much cash that they would be for Hobson, which I assume is a hefty amount yeah. when he's going to be coming off the bench playing a bench role. Well, I, think I don't think it's giving them enough towards winning to warrant that. But I still don't want, I don't want to see him go home because he's the sort of player that could just turn the switch. But that's like what that. I mean. I don't think he, I think Dean's like, this is your chance to, to try and get your mental side of it back, come off the bench, try and find your feet. And he's not going home. They're too loaded that I reckon they can get away. If they win, as you said, it masks everything. So you keep winning all of a sudden. That's what I mean. Winning okay. masks absolutely everything, and I reckon. And I know some people have brought up: is is he brought under the spotlight of scrutiny as much as he should no, be? Because they're winning. And I don't think so because they're winning. <laughs> yeah. But we go at a guy like Lamar Patterson, who's arguably having much better numbers and playing better basketball than Scotty Hobson is. When when you look at him before the season, I'd say Scotty Hobson. I'd probably rate him above mm. Lamar Patterson, which well, yeah. is tough because he's a known known he's playing. He is playing in the bench. He has played a lot better. With Chris Golden coming back this Friday, yeah, yeah, and paying Scotty Hobson bench money. Well, no, that's, that's the true. issue. I tell you who else is playing well off the bench? Sam McDaniel. <laughs> he is playing very well. <laughs> Mason Peatling's playing well off the yeah. bench. They're not getting Scotty Hobson money. So yeah, that true. guy's got to be starting true. and performing well. Yep. The DD decal Ooh, debacle. You're big on this. DDD. I am. And it goes towards my Twitter complaint. Now, my issue here DD didn't appear to slip on the decal, in my opinion. It appeared that his knee almost buckled a bit mm. and he got crossed up by Udai Barber. And then goes automatically because there was a whole bunch of posts and it looked like an emotional reaction to a whole bunch of posts that said DD gets dropped by Barber because you know those Japanese engagements are coming <laughs> yeah, they hot did. Yeah. and fast. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, and that's what was happening. And then yeah. he get, jumps on social media, sees it, and oh, what do I do here? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm getting crossed up and dropped. Mm. Decal, decal, decal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. And then everyone jumps on it. There were situations in that game. Now, the decals, the NBL says that they're FIBA approved. Mm. Guys appear to be slipping on the decals. So I don't know what to say in this regard because I want to come at the NBL, but they're saying they're FIBA approved. They're not going to be lying because FIBA can come out and say, no, that's not a FIBA approved decal. Mm. So I am right to believe that they are FIBA approved. But you look at a guy like Jason Kadee, a very level-headed thinker, smart guy, loved by everyone in the league that comes out and says, yeah, these decals appear different to what they were last season. Right. So what was last season? Why don't we have them now? So the decals are an issue. Yep. Clearly an issue. Yep. But I don't like that the water's being muddied with situations that, that then allow people to say, because I look at that and I say, why is a player complaining about that? He looked like he just got crossed up right. and, and scapegoating. Scapegoating mm. out of that. There's situations you can go at. Corey Webster's slipped on the decal a couple of times mm. legitimately. Mm-hmm. It's the guys that constantly go to step backs. So if, if there's anyone in this league that I look at, it's it's Corey Webster with the decal mm. issues where his game is mostly affected because you always see him at the top of the key, bang, 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 step back. Ooh. Slip. We all want to see it stop. It's a, it's a ridiculous issue, but I want to see valid complaints used, not scapegoating, because then that gives people like me the ammunition to say yeah, that that's not an issue. So don't like the scapegoating. I'm pretty sure DD did get crossed up by Udo Barber. Finally, Spatial Jam. Mm. Now, we've kind of lost the, the mode of hot or cold on that last one because the decals turned into such a grey area. But hot or cold, do you love the information that Spatial Jam's provided? Yeah, it's good. Chuck it up. 
we got on the screen here because I love looking at these. Look at that. Good defense, poor defense. Bryce Cotton. Oh, you might be able to argue with commentators, Wildcats fans, but you can't argue with the data. I wouldn't expect that to be there. I actually don't mind Bryce Cotton on defense a lot of the time, mm. so that's a very, very interesting one for me. You look at Scotty Hobson right down the bottom there. That's good. That. Oh, that's good. No, that's the first time I've seen that. Oh, that's that. good. That's the first time. No, oh, I the... thought you were just saying. I was like, man, I've called you no. a Melbourne sympathizer, and I'll just no. ask that we keep this graphic up for a while while we Sorry, run I mean, the, what you the we're getting, that's the first time I've seen that graphic. That's elite. Yeah, that's your man that you were just defending there, mm. saying was playing real well. Scotty Hobson at the bottom. Keanu Pinder, no surprises there. He's having mm. a shocking season so far. Josh Giddy, interesting one for me down there. Mm. Poor defense. So I'm still trying to read exactly what the graphic means. Yeah, actually... it is. Yeah, I probably should have given you this one before. This. Yeah, but Donald um... Sloan. Now that that current dot for Donald Sloan is actually somewhere mm. over in the United States right now. Yep. Over there, Justinian. Well. Look, it's very interesting. If you want to jump on a Twitter, you want to jump on a Twitter. Spatial Jam. I forgot the guy's name exactly. Who posts it? But Spatial Jam is a website that provides all this sort of data stuff. They've just started getting into it more this season. They were around last season. Unbelievable data. Gives you a real good snapshot of stuff like that. Mm. And they say numbers lie. A lot of the time they don't. I'm with you. I like it. Well, that's all we got time for. The hot or cold segment is once again just rolled into absolute disaster there with Pete <laughs> being un- unable it's to label one. anything as hot or cold. Sitting on the fence as always. Anyway, another week of NBL Cup action coming up. Tune in. KO Podcast. Although if you're listening to this now, you're probably already tuned in. See you next week. Gamble responsibly. 